will lead you in prayers like what we just did. We teach you how you should pray. And it's so important if you are you have you speak in tongues, you have to spend time to speak in tongues. Maybe you just started speaking in tongues. All you are saying is ba 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 or blah 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 or go 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 or whatever you are saying. Use it. Speak in tongues. When we speak in tongues, it's a special moment. When we speak in tongues, when we pray in the spirit. And I have a lot of teachings on prayers. Amen. I have a lot of teachings on prayers that I think that we all can go back and watch all of them. Amen. Amen. To be blessed. Because of that, I will not be going back to teaching on prayer and certain things again. But there are certain benefits of praying in the Holy Spirit. To speak in tongues has benefits. And you have to take advantage of speaking in tongues or praying in the Spirit. You have to desire to speak in tongues if you are not speaking in tongues. Why? Because when you begin to speak in tongues, you are speaking to God directly in a language He has given to you. If you speak in ever, I may not understand. But it's a language. Is that true? Yes, or you speak in Ga, I may not understand. But it's a language. Or you speak in French, we may not understand. Who speaks French here? But it's a language. But when a Frenchman speaks to a Frenchman, the Frenchman understands. Is that true? That's the same way God has chosen us in Him. He has called us unto Him. And He has given us His language. A language that is supposed to enable us to communicate to Him or to talk to Him directly in His language. His language is a sanctified language. His language is a heavenly language. So when you speak in tongues, you are speaking in a sanctified language. When you speak in tongues, you are speaking in a, in a heavenly language, directly to God. No man can make you speak in tongues. It's a language that the Holy Spirit utters into your spirit, gives to you, to enable your prayer life. Are you there? It's a language that the Holy Spirit gives to you to enable your prayer life. To enable you in your prayer life. So if you speak in tongues, don't take it lightly. If you do not understand why a Christian must speak in tongues, that is why you must be part of the foundation school. It is in the foundation school that we teach all these things. Amen. 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 And don't take the teachings that you are taught in the foundation class for granted. Because it will help you, to build you. Shout hallelujah. So we have a lot of messages on prayer, our opportunity in prayer, our focus in prayer, watch and pray, the, our priestly ministry in prayer, benefits of praying in the spirit, dominion over devils, the lordship of prayer, a flaming fire and many more. So there are a lot of pray, things on, uh, messages we have on prayer. Is that not true? But today we are teaching on the sentiments of the Lord Jesus in prayers. The sentiments of the Lord Jesus in prayer. The sentiments of the Lord Jesus in prayer. Prayer is a work. Write it down. I was looking for boosters, boosters of faith. Prayer. Boosters of faith. When we talked, we talked about what? Praying in the spirit as a booster of faith. I don't know whether it's here, but it's not here. But it's part of the message. We have a lot of messages on prayer. We have messages. Amen. Amen. And we keep them because we know where we are going. Yes, Amen. Yes, to nations. Nations. 
suddenly there will be a change. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So, prayer is a work. Write it down. Prayer is a work. Prayer is a ministry of every Christian. Prayer is a work and prayer is a ministry of every Christian. It's every Christian's ministry. Prayer is a work. So when you pray, you are actually working. It's a spiritual work. When you pray, you are working. It's a spiritual work. When you pray, you are working. It's a spiritual work. Sometimes people say, oh, they are wasting their time praying. They are wasting their time praying. Prayer is a spiritual investment. Prayer is a spiritual investment. Prayer is key. It's prayer key. We have a, a song we used to sing Sunday school. Say, Jesus started with prayers and ended with prayers. Prayer is the master key. Is that not true? Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayers and ended with prayers. Prayer is the... Mm, mm. Is that not powerful? Why does he say prayer is the key? Because prayer is the key. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. So I say that prayer is a spiritual investment. You can't pray, you can't be said to have prayed too much. You can't be said to have prayed too much. Prayer is an, a spiritual investment. You can't be said to have invested too much in something that brings profit. Is that true? Once it brings profit, it cannot be an investment that is too much. In the same way, prayer is a spiritual investment that has benefits. It's a spiritual investment that has benefits. And you cannot be said to have prayed too much. There are Christians who get discouraged because their family members and their friends say, you pray too much. You see. But you see, if you're a Christian and you are told that you pray too much, then you have to pray more than what you were praying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One way that your people in the house, your friends, are able to are, are able to identify that you are a Christian is by your prayer life. That is one way that we know that you are a Christian. The people around you can know through your prayer life. Through your prayer life. When you pray too much, then the people know that, no, this is a Christian. Is that not true? If the whole week passes, no prayers. The whole month, no prayers. You're only just there, playing football, watching television, doing other things. Then we are now wondering, is this guy a Christian? Why? Because every true Christian is a prayerful Christian. Every genuine, true, and genuine Christian is a prayerful Christian. Are you here? Yes, sir. Every genuine and true Christian is a prayerful Christian. Every true and genuine Christian is a prayerful Christian. So prayer is a ministry of every believer. Prayer is not a man of God's ministry. Amen. I've said that before, before that there are some churches who say they are 
God of Hope prayer ministry, God of Fire prayer ministry, uh, Satan must die prayer ministry, and all of that. I said there is no such thing as a prayer ministry of a particular pastor. Prayer is the ministry of every Christian. It means that every Christian must work the work of prayers. So there is no particular ministry. No, because the church has been in a particular state for a long time. And that is what, that's why the world is waiting for us. What do you guys think? And the body of Christ is waiting for us. Because the church has been in a particular place for a long time, spiritually, there are a lot of things that have crawled into the church, into the body of Christ, that have been accepted. That have been accepted. So we have prayer ministries and all that, and people see themselves as people who have been ordained and given grace for uh, what? To establish a prayer ministry. But it's not like that. Every Christian has a ministry to pray. Every one of us here. Somebody cannot pray your prayers for you. A man of God can pray for you. Amen. He can teach you how to pray. But you have to cultivate your own personal prayer life. And give attention to it. You have to cultivate it. Your own personal prayer life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to cultivate your own personal prayer life. As a Christian. There are Christians who can't pray unless they are in a group. They can't pray unless we have come to church. They can't pray unless there is a team. So we see people going from house to house saying, oh, we are forming a team of prayers in the area. Then you see some Christians in some churches going to join. Because in their minds, uh, 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 until they join that team, they can't pray. If your Christianity is like that, you must change. There is a time that we all meet to pray in a church. There are also times that you have to pray personally. And that should be even more. Because we don't always have the opportunity to meet in church. But you have the opportunity in your own privacy to pray. Shout glory to that. Go ahead what I just said there. So you see, when we pray, it's a special time. It's a special time where we are having, when we say somebody is praying, in reality, you know, I said something about why, why did John the Baptist teach his disciples how to pray? Because he learned it from the prophets of old. And the, the priests and the ministers of old. He learned it from them. From reading the Old Testament, he realized that there were men like Nehemiah who prayed. There were men like Daniel who prayed three times. Amen. There were men like that who prayed. There were men like Nehemiah who prayed. And other men who prayed in the Old Testament. So John learned from it. And also prayed. For Daniel prayed and fasted. And other prophets also prayed and fasted. Elijah prayed. Amen. Amen. So he learned from it. And taught his disciples how to pray. And Jesus also taught his disciples how to pray. Because prayer is very special. The time of prayer is the time, the special time, where we are set to, or we are set to have discussions with the Lord. When we are praying, we are having discussions with the Lord. Write it down. When we are praying, we are having discussions. This is what many Christians don't know. When we are praying, we are having discussions with the Lord. We discuss things with the Lord when we pray. Your life cannot remain the same if you are prayerful the same. If you are prayerful and you are praying with understanding. 
Because you see, you cannot discuss things with the Lord and your life is the same. So praise the time when we are discussing things with the Lord Jesus. He is our Lord. So when we are praying, we are discussing things. There is a discuss. Have you ever, ever, have you ever with a wife, with a what? Boyfriend, with a relative, with a sibling. We are having discussions. When we are praying, we are also having discussions with the Lord. Who is superior in all things? You are having discussions with the Lord. Who is superior in all things? So any Christian who learns to pray well. Because there is the right way to pray. Many Christians pray and they don't have any answers. Many pray and they say, oh, we don't have answers. We don't have any response. And all of that. We don't see any changes. Because there is a right way to pray. Different kinds of prayers. Write it down. It's very important. There is the right way to pray. And there are different kinds of prayers. There's a right way to pray. And there are different kinds of prayers. So when we pray, we are having discussions with the Lord. We are discussing something with the Lord. Amen. Something may be in our hearts, and we are discussing it with the Lord. Something may be in our minds. Something may be in our, in our plans, in our agenda. We put all of them down. And we are discussing it with the Lord. Amen. And that is a great privilege. In fact, prayer is a privilege. Prayer is a great privilege. Why? Because you have the opportunity in prayer. Are you writing something down? Prayer is a great privilege because you have the opportunity in prayer to discuss things with the Lord. There are Christians who are, don't know where they are going. They don't know what to happen in their lives. They don't even know what to expect in their lives. They just go. They just move. They just expect anything. And some of you are here like that. You may not even have any expectation of your life. You don't even know what will happen in your life. You don't know what to expect to happen. Amen. But the time of prayer, the time to discuss such things with the Lord. Is that not powerful? So prayer is a privilege. Unfortunately, many Christians are not taught prayer or taught about prayer or taught these things I'm sharing with you. So to them, Prayer is that time where you want to get things from God. Most Christians, about 95% of Christians, when we say we are praying, what comes to their mind is, I want to get things from God. You know, I have to get things from God in prayer. I want God to do something for me in prayer. No, that is not bad. But that is for the one who is not learning to crawl in Christ. There are Christians who are now learning to crawl. You know, it's a child who always wants to get things. Is that true? Mommy, give me that. Daddy, give me this. Then you call yourself, oh, give me this. You are still a baby. When you come of age, you are not like that. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So there are Christians like that. They see prayer as a time or that moment where they have to get something from God. That moment where God must do something in their life. And because the church has been built on that understanding for a long time, many Christians have become spiritually passive. When I say they have become spiritually passive, 
It means that they are not interested in the things of God. They are not interested in spiritual things. They are only interested in what they can get as Christians. If a Christian is only interested in what he can get, what God can do for him, that Christian is still a baby Christian. Are you following what I'm teaching you? So some people, when they come to church, all that they are thinking about is, what can I get? When they come to church, they say, what can I get? What can God do for me? I want a church where God can do something for me. I want a church where, God, where I can get something. So if they stay in the church, they say, well, we are not, I'm not getting anything. Or if I'm not getting anything, then why do I stay in the church? You go back and say, well, why won't you come? They say, oh, I'll come. You don't worry, don't worry. Because in their whole minds, the whole church thing, the whole prayer thing, is about getting things. It's about doing things. It's about God doing things for them. That is for babies. That is for babies. Look at someone and say, that is for babies. That is for babies. Yeah. It's very unfortunate that even most ministers of the gospel have trained the church to be like that. Sometimes in our quest to get a lot of people, we do things erroneously. Because we, our desire is we just want to get people, we want to fill our auditoriums. So we want to do programs, do things that will let people do what? Just come and stay. So we want to do every time we come, we are praying. We are praying. All our prayer is for you to get something. We want to get something. So let's keep praying. We are praying until something happens. You understand? That kind of thing. Because the minister is thinking about how to get people. You know, but God has a purpose for every ministry. And it's important that you see yourself fulfilling God's purpose. Not fulfilling what the world is after. Not fulfilling what other ministers are after. But making sure that you are fulfilling God's purpose for you in the work of the ministry. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. It's very important. So, it is not just about getting things from God. Prayer is having discussions with the Lord. Prayer is a communion between the Father and His children. I've defined that before and all that. But prayer is a sanctified communion between the Father and His children. It's the child of God that talks to his father in prayer. So if you are born of God, you can talk to your father in prayers. Amen. Amen. That's a communion. You're having a communion with the Lord, with your father. Oh, and that is an awesome time. That, that's an awesome time. Is that not powerful? It's awesome to have a communion with the father. So many are just interested in getting things and, and, and God doing something for me. Even in the church, the mentality of many churches, even in Ghana here, about 90%, the mentality of many Christians is for them to do what? To get something. Let's get something. Let's get something. So most of them, majority of Christians have become spiritually passive. They are never active in the things of God. Why? Because they don't pray with the right purpose. They are never active in the things of God. They are never active when it comes to spiritual things. Because they don't pray with the right understanding and the right purpose. When you pray with the right understanding, 
as we've been teaching in this ministry, you pray with the right understanding, you'll be spiritually active. You'll be spiritually active. When you pray with the right understanding, you will definitely be spiritually active. It is scriptural. You will definitely be spiritually active. I've seen church, church members over the years who come to church this Sunday, the next Sunday they don't come to church, next two Sunday they don't come to church, they come this Sunday. Why? Because they don't pray. Because they don't pray. Some of them, because they are also beclouded by all the reasons to pray that the ignorant church has given them. Why do we go for all night to get something? Why do we pray all night to get something? God, do something for me. God, give me a car. God, give me a husband. God, give me this. So your whole mentality is about giving. God, give me. So when you realize that you are not seeing that give me, you say, oh, why should I even be in church? Such people can't stay in church to be trained in the word of God, to be trained in their work with the spirit, to be trained to do the work of the ministry. Such Christians can't stay in church for that at all. If you are in church, shout glory to that. Who is following what I'm saying? Are you following? Is that powerful? But you see, Christianity is not just about what you want to get, what God has to do for you. If that is all Christianity, then the day God does it for you, you don't have to be a Christian again. You wanted a limousine, you've gotten it, so why should you be in church? That is the problem in, with, with churches today. Where people just, I wanted a job, I've got a job. Where are you? Are you coming to church? No, 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 I'm not coming to church. I've gotten a job already. I'll come in two weeks' time. I'll come in three weeks' time. The person has left church, staying in the house. Why? He was praying for a job, he got the job. But prayer is beyond that. That's what I'm saying. It is not bad to get a job. In prayers. But it's a, there's a level like that. It's a level like that. That if we don't teach the church, and we leave the church at the level, a time will come where most Christians will become very passive, like we see today. When you meet someone who say, why didn't you go to church? Oh, next week I'll go. Why didn't you go to church? Oh, uh, uh, it's because I was washing. Why didn't you come to church? Oh, it's because I didn't have any money on myself. Oh, why didn't you come? To, a whole lot of excuses. Why? Many Christians, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go on the streets. And you'll be shocked. These are people who have been church in church for years. But they become spiritually passive. The scripture says this, and we should not be slothful in business. We should be fervent in the spirit. It says serving the Lord. Is that not powerful? So it's important that we see prayer as Prayer more than, we should understand prayers more than God do for me. God give me that. More than that. Prayer enables us to be refired. Whenever we pray, we are refired. Prayer enables us to be refired. It's very important. Oh, thank you, Jesus.
Prayer enables us to be refired. Amen. Prayer enables us to be refired. Anytime we pray, we are fired up. Are you there? Amen. Is that not powerful? So prayer enables us to be refired. To be fired up. Do you understand what I'm saying? To be fired up. So whenever we pray, we are fired up. The lesser you pray, the lesser you are fired up. And if you are not fired up, it means that you are, you are cold. Do you understand what I'm saying? The more you pray, the more you are fired up. The lesser you pray, the lesser you are fired up. And if you, you do not pray, you become cold. If you become cold, you can't serve the Lord well. So most Christians can't serve the Lord well because they are cold. And many men of God or ministers of the gospel have promoted that. We've promoted many Christians to be very passive. Spiritually. We've promoted that. Because we've not taught them how to pray well. And the purpose, the real purpose of prayers. So I said prayer does what? Refires us. Is that true? Prayer enhances our desire for the Lord. 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 The more you pray, the more you desire the things of God. The more you pray. The more you pray, the more you desire the things of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Is that not powerful? So prayer enhances our desire, our spiritual desire, our desire for the Lord. Prayer strengthens us and enables us to do the work of the ministry. Many Christians want God to do something for them. But God wants us to do something for Him. That is why we are still on this earth. We have to do something for the Lord. You have to win souls for the Lord. You have to establish souls for the Lord. You have to build churches for the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to promote the gospel on this earth. So it's not just what God will do for you. It's what are you doing for the Lord? You should ask yourself, what am I doing for the Lord? I'm born again for two years. I go to so and so church. My pastor is the biggest pastor. What do you do for the Lord? How inspired are you to do something for the Lord? How inspired are you to do something for the Lord? How challenged are you when it comes to doing something for the Lord? So it's not all about what God will do for us. When we pray and we understand the purpose of prayers, we will be strengthened and be enabled. We will be provoked in prayers to do things for the Lord. We wouldn't look for you to come to church. So I'm angry. The man of God says something I didn't like it. You don't pray. We know that you are angry, you don't like because you don't pray. We know that. Once you say that, we know you are not prayerful. 
Because once you are prayerful, you are always interested in the things of God. When you are interested in the things of God, you take rebuke. You take corrections. You take instructions. While you are always, you are all out for the Lord. Nothing can cause you to say, I don't know want to go to that church. I don't, you don't understand. Are you understand what I'm saying? You are always, you are all out for the Lord. Because you are a prayerful person. When you, are, when you pray, you are strengthened by the Holy Ghost. You are energized by the Holy Spirit. You are provoked by the spirit of prayer to do more for the Lord or to do something for the Lord. I said you can't overpray. You can't do what? There's no such thing that he prays too much. That boy he prays too much. That man he prays too much. He prays for... many years ago when I started. We are not starting ministry and I. I was preparing after university. I said to prepare for the work of the ministry for some time. And most of the people who were in my company at that time would say, oh, "This young boy he fasts too much. He prays too much." All those who used to say that they have all fallen into matosium. They've fallen by the wayside. Falling by the wayside. Because what, because what keeps you going spiritually? What keeps you going, G-O? What keeps you glowing, G-L-O? Spiritually. What keeps you growing spiritually, G-R-O? It's prayers. Prayer keeps you going for the Lord. Prayer keeps you glowing for the Lord. Prayer keeps you growing for the Lord. Did you hear what I said? This is so important. It's so important. Take us to Hebrews chapter 5. Oh, it looks like the time is running. What do you guys think? Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. I decided to take a, a topic that I wouldn't go into series. Amen. And I must make sure I don't go because we don't have time next week. What do you guys think? So Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 7. So we said that the sentiments of the Lord Jesus in prayers. If we want to be effective Christians, we must learn how Jesus prayed. But if we want to function like Jesus, I believe that Christianity is not just depending on Jesus. It is living like Jesus. He says, you are the light of this world. Did he say that? I said, did he say that? You are the light of this world. You are the salt of the earth. The salt has a purpose. The light has a purpose. And must fulfill that purpose. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. You have the ESV. Let's deal with the King James before we go to ESV. Come and shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Is God not awesome? awesome. Who is getting blessed here? Blessed. No, that is the reason why I raised the topics I raised before we started teaching. Some of the topics I raised. And I will show you why. Because Jesus prayed. Jesus had a remarkable prayer life. Jesus had an effective prayer life. Jesus never prayed for somebody. For things to happen. Listen to me carefully. Because sometimes, because of religiosity, we don't study the scriptures enough to know certain things. Jesus never met a blind person and prayed for the blind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said, are you hearing what I'm saying? He never prayed for the blind. He healed the blind. When he was turning water into wine, he didn't pray. He didn't have to. 
He said, go and give to the governor. The water became wine. When he saw the lambs, the lame, he said, rise up and walk. He didn't pray for them. I pray, Shotolo, Shotolo, walk. That, is that what Jesus did? No, read, read, the, read the Gospels. But today, every, most ministers say Jesus prayed for the sick. But he didn't pray for the sick. He healed the sick with power and authority. He gave them authority. He gave the disciples authority and power. He said, when you go, heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. He didn't pray for devils to come out. He cast out devils. There is a difference. Do you understand? There is a difference between praying for your car to spark and sparking the car. Are there no difference? The difference. Why could Jesus do that? Because he had a remarkable prayer life. He did not come and do the prayers in the public. In the public, he made decrees. In private, he prayed. So when he spoke to a tree, the Bible says he spoke to a tree. Peter said, Master, we have toiled all the night. Just like some of you are here, Master, the whole year, I've toiled all the year. I have nothing. Jesus didn't say, brethren, come and let's pray. Malagados, Malagados, so that Peter's life will change. No. He said, draw your nets and take more fishes. Peter said, Master, we have toiled the night. We have nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. See, when you pray effectively, your word produces results. As a Christian, when you learn to pray with purpose and with understanding, your words produce results. So you can have a business that is not growing. If you pray, if you learn to pray effectively, you will not have to pray business. I pray, Lord, touch my business. No, 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 no. By the time you step into the business, you step into the business supernaturally. You can enter your business naturally and just sit down and be making noise and be making phone calls. You can also enter that business place supernaturally where you make decrees and your goods are sold. That is not prayer that sold the goods. That's what? Decree. But the power in the decree comes out of what happened in the closet. Your prayer life in the closet. You heard that child glory. So Jesus had results. Results. And he had an effective prayer life. So if we want to have the results Jesus had, I want to have the results Jesus had. I don't know about you. Maybe you just want to walk around this world and just be there. But if you want to have the kind of results that Jesus ever had, then you have to learn to pray like Jesus prayed. Amen. And that's why we talk about the sentiments of of, of, of Jesus' prayers. When we talk about the sentiments of his prayers, we are talking about his opinions, his views, when it comes to prayer, when it came to prayer in his time. How did he express himself? What were some of his expressions? What were some of his attitudes when it comes to prayer? Or when it came to prayer in his time? What was Jesus' attitude in prayers? Or his attitude to prayers. What were his expressions in prayers? Because that is very important. You want to have the result that Jesus had. And we need to have the same kind of results. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. You need to have the same kind of results. You ought to be able to cast out devils in your neighborhood and they respond. You ought to be able to talk to your body and say, Body, respond. And he says, Yes, sir. You have to even talk to your finances. Finances respond and say, yes, yes, sir. You are not moving from oil to oil, from place to place, pouring things on your head, waiting. No, 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 no. 
The Christian is not the is not underprivileged. Do you understand the Christian? Because the Christian is a child of God. A child of the president of Ghana cannot be underprivileged. So why should the Christian who is born of God, the child of God, be underprivileged? Are you seeing things from the way I'm seeing things? It's very important. Say I'm never underprivileged. I'm born again. I'm born of God. I'm not underprivileged. I'm a chosen person. I'm peculiar. Say I'm different. I'm not ordinary. Shout hallelujah. What are you saying? What I'm saying? And this is very important. Learn to pray with understanding. Jesus prayed like that. You see, if we do not learn these things, the best we will be able to offer in prayers is the prayer of selfishness. Many Christians are selfish in their prayers. You know you are selfish in your prayers when the focus of your prayers, the target of your prayers, the purpose of your prayers is you or your family. That is when we know that you are selfish in your prayers. And it's, it's rather unfortunate that many Christians are very selfish. We are born of God. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. We have Christ living in us. But many Christians are selfish. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so it comes into their prayer life. When your whole focus in prayer or purpose or the target in prayer is just you. It's just me. Lord is me. Lord is me. Lord is me. Then you know that you are making selfish prayers. You know you are making selfless prayers when the content of your prayer or the sentiments of your prayer has to do with the will of God on earth. It has to do with the kingdom and the will of God on earth. Then you know you are praying a selfless kind of prayers. Did you hear what I said? So you know that I am praying a selfish prayers when all your target focus for the whole year from January to December, all your prayers, all the prayers, whatever you've connected, all has to do with you. Then it's just selfishness. But when your prayer life or the content of your prayer has to do with God's kingdom, God's agenda, God's kingdom, God's agenda, the will of the Father on this earth, then you know you are making a selfless prayer. And you see, are you in church today? Are you following what I'm teaching you? Are you following? You, You know, you know, let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows your desire for the Lord. One of the ways he knows is through your prayer life. The Spirit of God knows your desire. Your desire for the Lord is revealed in your prayer life. Now, let me tell you this. Your desire for the Lord is revealed in your service. In church. I've said it over and over. There are people who do nothing in church. Your desire for the Lord is revealed in your service. It's revealed in your giving attitude. Your giving. Your desire for the Lord. Am I interested in God's kingdom? Am I interested in the Lord Jesus? Do I have any interest when it comes to church? When it comes to Christianity? 
when it comes to Christ Jesus, do I have any interest? It is only revealed through your service, through your giving, through your prayer life. The content of your prayer life makes the Holy Ghost know that you have a desire for his kingdom. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear hallelujah to that. That's a desire. Your desire. What are your desires in life? Do your desires agree with God's desires or is it yours? That's where Christians are today. It's mine, mine. No pastor can tell me anything. It's my desire. I choose to marry who I will marry. I choose to work anywhere I work. I choose to desire. Are your desires in sync with God's purpose and plans? Because when, are you hearing what I'm saying? When your desires are in sync with God's purpose and plan, that is when the Spirit of God can bless it. Or that's when the Spirit of God can bless you. There is a blessing that is the church. There's a benefit of being in church. There's a benefit of being a Christian. There's a blessing that comes when you're a Christian. This is the Lamb was slain to receive what glory and honor. We should see honor in your life. Do you know what I'm saying? We should see glory in your life. If you are not seeing all these things in your life, then you have work to do. Sometimes you have to change your desire. Because your desire for the Lord is revealed through your prayer life. The content of your prayer life. We hear the things, the Spirit of God hears the things you are praying about. And says, this guy is for me. He hears the things somebody else is praying about. He says, oh, this one is just for himself. And there are Christians like that. And such Christians, it takes years to be able to have a breakthrough in life. To see miracles in their lives. It takes years. Sometimes it takes years to even see a healing. Such Christians can be sick for a long time. Not because there is no grace. Not because the power of God is not healing. But because such Christians are selfish, it takes years to see one happening in their lives. The Holy Ghost is prompt when it comes to somebody whose desire is after him. You do hear what I said? God is prompt when he sees that your desire is after him. And I said that we can know that through your prayer life. Who heard what I just said? So important. Once your prayer life is effective, you will be active in service. How do we know? Romans chapter 12. Take us there quickly. Well, you see people cannot serve in the church. If you like, follow up on them, you will see they don't pray. Well, you see people cannot give in church, follow up on them, they don't pray. Because you see, what dominates your thoughts in prayer is very important. What dominates you? What are the thoughts when you are praying? Oh Lord, give me a child. Oh Lord, give me a car. I need a Mercedes Benz. Oh Lord, give me this. Oh Lord, oh Lord. That's what dominates your prayer. Those are your thoughts. In prayers, it makes us know that you are just after something. We've done this work for a while to know that many people who enter church are only after something. Is that true? I said, is that true? Many Christians. But sometimes I wonder if they are Christians. Because the Christian will live a Christian life. A church goer will live a church life to get something. He just goes to church to get something. A real Christian lives a Christian life. 
And you can't live a proper Christian life without praying. Because you see, prayer enhances our spirituality. Prayer makes you spiritual. Prayer makes you spiritual. Write it down. It's very important. You want to be spiritual, you have to pray. You have to pray where? Well, Jesus was highly spiritual. He saw the woman by the well. Said, you have been with this husband, so and so and so. So the woman said, it's true. All that you are saying is true, sir. It's true, it's true, sir. He was very spiritual. He saw Nathaniel somewhere. He said, Nathaniel, this is an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no God. He said, it's true, it's true, it's true, sir. Jesus, spiritual. Spiritual. That's why many bad things happen to good Christians. Because they don't pray. Are you there? Yes, sir. I said, Romans chapter what? Are you going to pray? Yes, sir. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. We'll come back to Hebrews chapter 5. It says, Be and not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Give me an NIV or a newer translation of this. It's so powerful. So you see, we, your service, you become prompt in your service to God. You become proactive when it comes to serving in the house of God. Service in the house of God, you become proactive when you are prayerful. How do I know? This scripture tells us. It says, never be lacking in zeal. Do you see it there? Do you see it there? Oh, I want to hear your response. It looks like you are home already. I said, do you see it there? Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor. That is, the spiritual fervor is like a spiritual fire. Say, I'm spiritually fireful. I'm spiritually fireful. You see, Christians are afraid that a demon is going to attack them. A demon, because you are not prayerful. There are some who say, oh, I'm, I'm not able to get a job because my auntie is responsible. There is a particular auntie. I see, him, I see her in my dream. But when I keep seeing her in my dream, she is responsible. Every time she's taking my thing, she's the reason why. So they change their prayers and begin to pray, every auntie, you should die. Every auntie, you should do this. Why? Why do they pray like that? Because they suspect the auntie. I've not seen a rat or a cat praying against a rat. Have you seen some before? So they channeled the whole prayer. Oh, it's because of this, my uncle. That is why. So now we are going to pray. Until that uncle dies, I cannot be successful. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Your success is not in the hands of any man. Your success is in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Now, nobody can take what is in the hands of the Spirit if it belongs to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says that never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. So every Christian that has spiritual fervor will serve the Lord. Every Christian, you say, why didn't you come and tell you, Papa, you don't understand. Where I'm coming from is far. He does, that person doesn't pray. Or he prays the prayers to get things. But if you pray, and you ask, can you give me another translation where they don't talk about spiritual fervor? Never be lacking in zeal. Oh, say, I'm never lacking in zeal. Give me a wave, say, I'm never lacking in zeal. Never lag, lag in zeal. And in earnest endeavor, be aglow. Have you seen a glow there? Yes, when we say something is a glow, it means it's on fire. Yes, 
are, you are seeing your auntie in the dream who is chasing you and doing all this because you are not on fire. He didn't say go and chase your auntie. He said set yourself on fire. In prayers. That's the problem. Are you going to set yourself on fire? So you are not sitting down and waiting, waiting, waiting. One day, one day. Then there is an attack on your life. Because the devil is real. Do you understand what I'm saying? Evil spirits are real. Some of you may be doing what you are doing because you think it is yourself, but it's an evil spirit. It's influencing you to the wrong path. But you may not know. So I'm not saying that evil spirits are not real. I'm not saying that demonic works are not there. What I'm saying is that if you set yourself on fire, none of those works can work can be operational around you. There's a difference between the one who is walking on the street and the screen and the one who is inside the building. There's a difference. There's no difference. The one who is, who is inside the building knows that it's raining, but don't touch me. The one who is outside on the streets knows that it's raining, but to touch you, have to run somewhere. That's the life of many Christians, running somewhere, somewhere from place to place and all that. But the scriptures give us the solution. It says that be aglow. It's only a fool who puts his hand into a fire that is burning. So it's in the same way, it's only a demon that is foolish that will put his hand into touch a Christian that is on fire. Did you hear what I said? It's only a demon that is foolish that will try to put his hands or that will try to call a Christian to whether he's covel or something that is on fire. Because the day that person's name is mentioned, the Spirit of God will respond in that fire. Have you forgotten what happened when the Bible says the three Hebrew men were thrown into the, the fire? One person showed up again. They became four. When you, that's why I said prayer is a discussion. When you have the Holy Spirit and you pray, and you pray with an understanding that you are talking with a supreme person. He becomes your senior companion. When the Holy Spirit becomes your senior companion, it doesn't matter the accident that is about to happen, you'll be out. Yes, sir. Why? The Holy Ghost can take you out of that accident and put you there, and the car will spoil. Or the Holy Spirit can tell you, don't go, because this is about to happen. He's your senior companion. Do you understand what it means? When we say God is your companion, your friend can be your companion, but when God becomes your companion, he cannot be a normal companion. He's a senior man. So he's a senior companion. That's what he's telling us here. He says, be aglow and burning with the spirit. Hey, have you seen something that is burning before? Have you seen a burning building before? Or am I talking to somebody here? Those of you on my left, am I talking to you? And our newlyweds, am I talking to you? So you want your marriage to stand. You have to learn to pray. Sometimes you are married, all your friends are around you, people are around you. Some are full of envy, especially if they are not born again. You have to pray. You have to do what? Pray. You set your home on fire. And people will come to the home and see you burning. You set your car on fire. You are driving. You are not playing worldly songs. You are playing gospel songs. And you are praying as you do what? You drive. Dickens, is that not true? And as you are doing that, you are setting your car on fire. Why are you so fearful? Because you don't pray. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of so and so. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid I'll fail. I'm afraid I'm married. I'm afraid of... All those fears as a result of prayerlessness. The one who prays has an assurance in his spirit, in his heart, in his mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The one who prays has an assurance 
The one who prays has an assurance. Oh Lord Jesus. Have you seen the scripture? Sister Peace, have you seen the scripture? It says, be aglow, burning with the spirit. You are, by the time they come, you are with the Holy Ghost. You are burning. Magalaga, magalagala. So you are on fire. By the time they mention Obed, the fire will respond. By the time some people in your workplace say that, oh, this person is being promoted too much. Let us make sure that it's all that. By the time they finish all the gathering, it says they shall surely gather. Is that not what the Bible says? It says, but they, they shall surely gather. As for the gathering, you can't stop it. But their gathering and their counsel will not stand. But it's not, it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon from last week when we were talking about the blessing, we tell you this is surely there is no enchantment against Israel. He's talking to the Old Testament man. Neither is there a divination against Jacob. Divination. So when people are divining against you, he says it shall not stand. You you say my own is standing. Which scripture are you reading? Because you are asleep twenty four seven. Your alarm is playing, you still even replay the alarm or off the alarm to sleep more. We call for prayers, you are asleep. But it says, surely there is no enchantment against Israel. It says, no weapon. That's why, we, that's why we normally say the word of God is God speaking to us. The word of God is God. That is God's word to you. David, are you here? So God is telling you, there is no enchantment against you. There is no divination against you. See, but my family idols are so powerful. God says, there is no enchantment against you. There is no divination against Jacob. It is no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises, you shall condemn it. This is your heritage. The word heritage means that's, that's your inheritance. <laughs> Do you struggle for inheritance? Preservation, protection. When it's December, you see, not my blood, not my head, not my blood. Everybody is like, somebody is about, it's like December, people are about to kill people. Atoli Kataya. It's not in this church. Is that happening in this church? Because we believe in the word of God. We are not doing gymnastics in this church. We believe in God's word. God, God says that, be aglow. Be on fire. Be burning. If you don't understand what I'm saying, when you go home, take a piece of paper and put it in the fire and see and try to put your hand in the fire to, to take the piece of paper back. You will see what will happen to your hand. You will call Doc, doc right now or any of the dogs and say, Doc, why do we call fire service to come and quench the fire? When you keep praying with understanding, you are always on fire. Nobody quenches your fire. You are the one who can quench it or not quench it. And you see, you have to cultivate that attitude of prayers. It's very important. You have to prioritize prayers and schedule to pray. Do a prayer schedule. Write it down. Because if you don't do it, you wouldn't pray. That's why some of you pray once a month. There's no schedule. It's once a month. Some of you pray once a week. There's no schedule. What you are interested in, you schedule for it. If you are asked to come for an interview, no matter where you have traveled to, interview for what? Visa. Let me use visa because it looks like in Ghana, everybody is looking for visa. What do you guys think? We say interview for visa. We say the interview is 8 o'clock. You will schedule by 4 a.m. you are awake. You, you, in fact, you look at the trotters that you take to the embassy. Maybe 3 or 4. Or the car, or the time. All of that. To make sure you don't miss. 
Because that is where your interest is. If your interest is in prayer, you schedule. Why? Because there are a lot of activities that distract us from praying. A lot of activities. So you can decide to pray and pray 15 minutes every morning, 5 to 5.15. Once I, I finish, but before I step out, I'm praying 15 minutes. Every day, 15 minutes, 5 to 5.30, or 5.30 to 5.45 before I step out. Whether I'm going to drive, whether I'm going to pick a bus, wherever I'm going to. And when I pray that 15 minutes, I declare into the day, in the name of Jesus, this day is fruitful. I'm receiving results. They are buying my things. No devil can pass around me. Declarations. So you must schedule prayers. Don't just wait uh, one day, one day, when we say we are all praying, then you join. You are waiting. 90 minutes with the Holy Ghost, you join. You have to join 90 minutes. Don't you have to join? Yes. And you see the topics we talk about, we pray about in 90 minutes. When we started this, when we started the service in the morning, we started praying. What were we praying about? We are praying for ministers all over the world. Those who have been put in prison because they went to preach the gospel. Those who have to run away for their lives and their families because they were about to be arrested. We were praying for them. Why? Because we are not selfish. You can just come here and say, let's pray. I'm praying, Lord, give everybody a car. Lagada, this one limousine. That one to death. That's when selfishness dominates your prayer life. We're praying for all the war victims in Ukraine. Why? Because we have moved beyond self. What does the scripture say? Seek ye first the kingdom and other things will be added. When your interest goes to God, all the other things you are looking for, he brings it to you. And I don't, I don't preach this as a preaching topic. I preach my life. Whatever you need, God brings it to you when you are interested in him. When you are interested in you and live God's own, you struggle. Let me give you an example. There is a woman in the Bible. I'm talking about Jesus, but let me just take you to, to Hannah in the Bible. He always came she always came with her husband Elkanah to the temple, to Shiloh. And she always prayed for a child. Is that true? That's what the Bible teaches. She always prayed for a child. And she would just come, Father, give me a child this year, the next year. Come again, Father, give me for years. Until the day she decided to pray rightly. She said, Father, give me a child. And when you give me the child, that child will be given back to you. That is unselfish prayers. Father, give me a car. So that that car, my friends will know I have a lot of cars. If God gives me a baby, I won't be in church again. I gave somebody a husband and a person wanted to remove me from the husband's side. Selfishness. Selfishness. I gave somebody a husband and said, let me remove this man of God from my husband's side. No, nobody should come to my house again. It's between me and my husband. Oh, husband, don't go to that pastor's house again. It's, it's all about only us. Let's live our lives. So, well, that's, that's, that's demonstration of selfishness. So let us move all of that. Let, let, let the husband be just for only me. Is it an error? It's an error. When you live selfishly, you realize that you were at the top, but you start coming down. What was your major interest will be taken away because you are selfish. That's what is happening to the person. So you just want, want things for yourself. But you want things for the Lord. Papa said we are going to buy a land. You are praying. You want to see financial blessings. Or you are speaking. Or you are doing things. But in all your interest, Lord, I must be able to buy this land. Or I must be able to contribute the major part of this land. Or I must be able to do more than 
quarter of the land. Lord, you are speaking like that. If you don't change, if I teach you like this, you see, the reason why God teaches us, or the reason why we are taught, so that we can put things in place well. We can be a judge and we teach you our own, their own teaching. You don't hear anything. And then we go home. Then you come, we go home. In a year's time, brother, will, ask you, will, will, will something have changed? No. So you can, you can even learn from Hannah. I mentioned Hannah. Eh? The day she said, if you give me Samuel, this son, I'll give the child back to you. That day, the priest said, let it be unto you according to whatever you've said to the Lord. She got pregnant and had that child. And gave the child to the Lord. Is that not powerful? Can we go back to Hebrews? I don't know whether I have time. It looks like I don't have time. What do you guys think? So Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. If you are in church this morning, shout glory. glory. When it comes to prayers, I have a lot of things to teach on prayers. What do you guys think? When it comes to, in fact, anything I take, I have a lot of things to do, to teach, to talk about it. Because I live it. I live prayers. I live by faith. I live everything that is in the scripture that I can live. The ones I'm not able to live, I say, Holy Spirit, I want to live more like this. Why? Because I'm building into the, into the Lord. Shout glory. glory. Now, talking about Jesus, who heard something right now? So, be prayerful. Look at someone says, be prayerful. And pray rightly. Let your expressions and your content in prayers be, be known, be seen. By the Holy Spirit and say, no, this is a good prayer. Yeah. There was a woman who was praying, praying, praying for Jesus to come. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. She says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to say, now he's talking about, is he talking about Jesus here? Yes, is he talking about Jesus here? Yes, sir. Are you in church? Yes, is he talking about Jesus here? Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Give me the ESV of that. So he's talking about Jesus. Jesus in the days of his flesh. What does he mean by the days of his flesh? Jesus was God in human form. When he was in the days of his flesh, he offered our prayers. He offered our prayers. So prayer is an offering. He offered our prayers to God. He offered up supplications. He says he offered up prayers and supplications. Now the ESV is powerful. Is it not powerful? Look at it there. Is it there? Can we all read this together? One, two, go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because of his reverence, reverence in prayers. But look at it. I just want us to see. As I'm talking about the sentiments of Jesus in prayer, Lord Jesus in prayer, and look at what he's talking about. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries. And tears. Look at the attitude. To him that was able to save him from death. Now, this prayer he was making, he was making because he was coming to die, not for himself, but for the whole world. In other words, he was praying with the 
with the thought of the whole world in mind. He was praying with the thought of the whole world in mind. Who in the days of his flesh offered up prayers, offered up supplications with loud cries. Oh, say with loud cries. And tears. So sometimes in your prayers, you cry. Not for yourself. You are not thinking about your landlord that is moving you to cry. Jesus was not thinking about the landlord that is moving him to cry. Is that what he was praying about? He was praying for the world. He was thinking about what he was about to do. To die for the world. So the world could be saved. And he entered into prayers. And in his prayers, there were loud cries. And tears. Prayers. Supplications. It is unto him that was able to save him from death. In that he had reverence. Oh, is that not powerful? It's powerful. Let's look at some of the attitudes that Jesus demonstrated in prayers. Number one, he goes up a great while before dawn. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. A great while before dawn. So a, a proper attitude. It means that Jesus had a time to pray. He wasn't waiting for a man of God to call for prayers. He had his own personal time when it came to prayers. And he prayed. So, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. So he went to a place alone and prayed. He said he prayed, he goes up early in the morning, when it was still dark. The King James says, a great while before dawn. A great while before dawn could be 2 a.m., could be 3 a.m., could be 1 a.m. It was a great while before dawn. So before 5, 5.36, where you see the whole clouds, the darkness disappearing, or dispersing for the light to come, or for the day to step in, Jesus arose to pray. This is Jesus. Jesus prayed. Do you hear what I said? I said, do you hear what I said? This is Jesus. Jesus prayed. You know, we wait for negative things to happen before we pray. Jesus prayed. Every Christian is like, Jesus, do this for me. Jesus, do this. But when Jesus won the earth, he prayed. What kind of prayers? I would have taken you through some kind of prayer. I don't have that time now. Maybe I'll look for another day to continue this. But Mark chapter 1, a great while before dawn. Okay, Jesus went to pray and prayed all the night. Luke chapter 6. Some of Jesus' attitude in prayers. He rose up. He disciplined himself to rise up at a particular time, at dawn. He did not say, I've been walking the whole street, preaching and prophesying, and laying hands on the sick. But I, was, I just came from Capernaum. I went to Galilee. From Galilee, I went to where? Jericho. From Jericho, I went to where? I'm so tired. I am so tired. Peter, pray for me. Be praying for me. I'm so tired. Is that what Jesus did? He rose up and prayed. Some of you, you use your work, work whatever, as excuses. The reason why, Papa, you know, I'm not able to pray. The kind of work I'm doing. The kind of work you're doing. I, I stay the whole thing. That is why, look, Jesus rose up. You don't walk more than Jesus. Jesus walked. Is that not true? If I tell you to walk from here to Takrade, your legs will break. Jesus walked to a place like Takrade with a distance and still prayed. He didn't use a car every time. Sometimes he used a car. Jesus was not broke. What do you guys think? But if you're always in a car or on a horse, how do you preach? <laughs> that is why we leave our cars here and we go for souls. Is that not what we do? Yes, sir. 
Because if you are in your car, how will you preach? You'll be in your car and be saying, come to church or what? Oh, you park that car. And you're on the streets. Then you can reach out. That's what Jesus did. When all is working and all that, he still had time within the night to pray. And we Christians must learn that from Jesus to pray. You're not too young to pray. You're not too old to pray. You're not too busy to pray. Am I speaking to somebody? Shout hallelujah. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. He prayed how? All night. So he went, it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. He prayed all night. He prayed how? All night. To God. He prayed all the night. From 12 to 6. He prayed. Is that not powerful? So that's Jesus' that that attitude. He knew the importance of prayers. He placed importance on prayers. And he prayed all the night. And he prayed well. I wanted to show you some of the contents of his prayers. If I'm not able to do it now, maybe I'll do it next week or some other time. But he prayed all night. He prayed a great while before dawn. Why am I teaching you this? So that you learn the same thing. You copy Jesus. Look at us and say, copy Jesus. Say, so if you want to see the results that Jesus had, copy Jesus. Very important. So he prayed the whole night. He rose up a great while before dawn and he prayed. Is that powerful? The next one. You are learning the attitude of Jesus in prayers. His countenance was altered. Luke chapter 9, verse 28 to 36. Luke chapter 9, verse 28 to 36. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And it came to pass, about an eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. Continue. Uh As he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. Give me an NIV of that. The fashion of his countenance. Talking about his face. Changed. As he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed. The appearance of his face. Meaning that the fervency that he attached in prayers was such great that his, his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. He wasn't playing. See, there's a time where you are just praying about some, some, some certain things. There are times too that you want to see a mighty manifestation of God's power in your life. And you have to pray. Chris, are you here? You have to pray. And a level of prayer, the kind of discipline and seriousness he attached to the prayer, he prayed to the point where his face changed. And his, his, and his clothes became as bright as the flash of lightning. That's the glory. There was a manifestation of glory on him. Continue, verse 30. Is that not powerful? Then two men, he had what we call, some men call it supernatural encounter. 
But I prefer to say supernatural experience. There's two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared to him. Continue. Uh-huh. Appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which, was, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. They spoke. So in the prayers, he had an experience where Elijah came and Moses came and they started talking. Wow, is that not powerful? You want to have supernatural experiences, you have to pray like this. There are people who ask me, Papa, how do you see all the things you see? Because I pray. How come your life has become, I've said it every time, I said I've slept on a bench before. Slept on a bench. I've never, I've never written any application letter anywhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not talking about what I don't know about. I'm talking about how I live. If you live in prayers, you see supernatural experiences. Supernatural experiences. If you live in prayers, those debts you have, somebody else will pay it for you. You live in prayers. You wouldn't be praying, Lord, pay my debt. Pay my debt, Papa. Lord, see, Papa, you know what I'm going to? No, 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 no. As you are concerned about Jesus' business, he will be concerned about you. Why do we have all the testimonies we have in this church? Because we pray. Because we pray. There is no testimony in anybody's church that we have not seen here. Because we pray. If you pray, you will see miracles in your life. You will see opportunities in your life. You will see great things. You wouldn't pray for them. They will follow you. I need hear an amen to that. They'll follow you. You wouldn't be praying for them. Lord, I'm praying. That's why Christians have become praying. Lord, give me visa. I want to travel. Lord, give me visa. Oh, stop all those visa prayers. They are for children. They are for what? They are for children. But I'm have you prayed for a visa, visa prayers? Did you pray visa prayers? But are you going? He's going. So it's not a visa prayer. Some people have prayed visa prayers. They are going nowhere. The more they pray the visa, the more they stay. Doc, are you also living now? Oh, Dr. Sandra will take the lead. <laughs> Doc, what do you think? So, there's a right attitude to pray. They appeared in glory. I'm talking about supernatural experiences. There are Christians that say, I have a dream. And every time I have a dream, demons will be chasing me. I have a dream. My uncle is holding my money. And we are pulling the money. And we are, oh, malados, atoa, atuli, katash. That is not a, that's a demonic experience. You need to have a, a Holy Ghost experience. You need to have what? That's a good experience. So maybe you are having a dream. They are chasing me with a dream. They are chasing me with a cutlass. A Christian being chased with a cutlass. Have you ever seen a cat being chased by a rat before? They chased me with a cutlass. They, they shot me. They shot me. I said, hey, when I checked, it was one. Who is shooting you? Who is shooting who? In what, cap- in what capacity is somebody shooting you? Did you hear what I said? Who is shooting who? Who should be shooting who? <laughs> Christians have turned the prayers. They will shoot every devil. Shoot. Poor. Shoot every devil. All oh, these things are in church. Oh. <laughs> Are they not in churches? What are they doing? They are shooting demons. Did Jesus ever shoot a demon? Have you cast out demons more than Jesus? One time he cast out legions. Thousands of demons at once. Did he shoot them? 
So let's go to. He went to a mountain apart to pray. You can add that to it. It's so important. Shout hallelujah. So maybe we we'll go. These are the attitudes. The next time we we'll go to the sentiments, I want us to see the contents, but not today. Amen. The content that Jesus prayed. But before we, we, we run up, take us to. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, from verse 9. Matthew chapter 6, from verse 9. He said, I had a dream, Papa. Pray for me. What is happening? I had a dream. And I've been having these, these weird dreams. When I have a dream, then a man will be sleeping with me. When I have a dream, then somebody will be holding, holding a, a gun and be chasing me. I don't sleep, oh. I don't sleep, oh. But why should you sleep? Why do you want to sleep? Is that us too? So those experiences are for those who don't pray. They don't pray. If you are prayerful, you will not have those experiences. You will be you will be asleep in the in the in the arms of the Holy Spirit. You just be in the arms of the Holy Spirit, and He will be revealing to you things to come. He will say that contract that you want to sign, that man is not going to sign the contract. In a dream, you see a discussion between you and the man and he refused to. Oh, did you hear what I said? You are going somewhere, he says, don't go. I remember the day, many years ago, as a student, when the Spirit of God told me, don't go somewhere. I wanted to test the Spirit. What do you guys think? So I went somewhere. He said, don't go. I was going to see a friend. He said, don't go. I said, I'll go. He said, don't go. When I was about going, I felt like, don't go. I said, I'll go. I didn't even have a cloth, so I took a, a cousin's cloth and just wore it. And carried my mom's phone at that time. That's many years ago, about 2009, 8. As a student. I took my mom's phone. At that time, phone was not like it is today. So you will have your mother's phone, your uncle's phone, somebody's phone. It's like you're on top of the world. So I took my mom's phone that I brought to her from abroad. And I wore my jeans and my top. And carried my player. CD player. And I was on the way. Enjoying myself and going. And when I went and I sat somewhere, I was sitting there when two young men came. And one threw, brought, brought a, a matchet out. I said, what do you have on you? I said, I have all the things I'm carrying. He said, then give you all to us before we, 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 we turn you into what? A bush meat. I'll never forget that experience. They took all the things that were, were, were with me and they ran away. And I was so troubled, I said, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I shouldn't go. I still went. I've disobeyed. Look at what. If they had killed me, they had killed me for free. But I don't know what the Holy Spirit did. After the guys ran away, and I was on the way, somewhere I heard some people shouting, thief, 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 I'm robbing, thief, thief. I was like, is it not the same people who came to? So I just left. I just said, oh, I should just leave there. I was going. I went home. I was there when that cousin whose dress I took, whose shirt I took, came to me and said that some people have been killed. They are thieves and all that. And this, where they, they stole from me and where this incident happened was far. So, so I went to, when the, when the guy told me that, I just said, okay, let me go and see this. people. when I went, the guy who did the matches was on the floor. The other guy who was with him was on the floor. I don't know how they caught them and killed them or where they went to do something else. Maybe they stole some of this thing again. And I was just standing there. I was so shocked. And I realized that God loves us so much that if we are in tune with him, you know, he will deliver us from evil. 
Delivering you from evil has different ways. Comes through different methods. Comes through different, different means. But if you are not prayerful, you are not sensitive enough to know that the Spirit of God is delivering you. So you just go. You say, oh, yes, it's not every meeting you attend. It's not every place you go. No. Are you hear what I'm saying? Some people go for meetings and come back with, uh, what, sicknesses in their body. They've been poisoned. Oh. See, I'm delivered from evil. So let's end with this. The Bible says that, but I have a lot of things to share on the sentiments. I wanted to take you through some of the content of the prayer of Jesus. The cont- what he said when he prayed. You know, but let's see this one. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father. So the disciples told him to teach them how to pray. And he, didn't, he said, after this manner. It means that we don't pray these prayers. No. This is a model. This is like a sample. So you see that when you read throughout, which you will be reading through, and then you end with that, you enter into the New Testament, the book of Acts and in the epistles, you see that some of the things that Jesus mentioned here are re-echoed. You see, they, they go through. For instance, you talk about deliverance from evil. Paul, Paul in his writings, in prayers, you know, the, the, the most powerful prayers you can pray are the Pauline prayers. But that is just for, for some other time. Amen. After this manner, therefore, so this is the model. This is the way to pray. This is the model. This is the sample. It's a sample. It's a model on how to pray. The contents of your prayer. How your prayer should look like. Then he said, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's a praise. That's a worship. It's like saying, Father, we magnify you. You see, so he started with that. Then he says what? Verse 10. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You see there? So you see, when you are reading Paul's prayers also, you realize that he talks about, we pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Since he prays that you be filled with knowledge, you know, wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? It's praying, it has to do with the establishment of God's kingdom on the earth ring. How Christians will be filled with knowledge. How the will of the Father, or the will of Christ, or the will of the kingdom will be established on earth. That is why Paul raised those prayers. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we pray into this. It is God's will for ministers to be delivered from evil. Ministers of the gospel. It's God's will. So we pray those prayers for them. It's God's will for the sick to be healed all over the world. It's God's love in demonstration. It's God's will for all souls to be saved. He wants to see souls saved. So we pray like that. We pray for souls all over the world. Those who don't know Christ. Those whose minds have blinded. Those who don't care to know Christ. Those who think Christianity is just a, what? A fable. Those who think, oh, this is just a religion. We pray for them so that their eyes will be opened. That is the will of the Father to be done on this earth. Come on, shout glory. glory. Verse 11. Verse 11. And give us this day our daily bread. Oh, miracles of supplies. Verse 12. And forgive us our debts or our trespasses as we forgive our debtors. 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness. Uh-huh. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Is that not powerful? And lead us not into temptation. What did Jesus say? He says, pray that you do not fall into temptations. So you see that repeated, re-echoing in the scriptures, reverberating in the scriptures, especially in the New Testament. You see the, 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 this model repeating itself in the different contexts in the scriptures. Because Jesus prayed, Jesus said that we should pray in this manner, this model, this sample. And he prayed like that. Oh, when we take you, if I take you to the scriptures, you see Jesus prayed like that. Prayed concerning the kingdom. He prayed in John 17 concerning the church that was about to be birthed out. He prayed concerning that. And that is actually the Lord's Prayer. You want to know the Lord's Prayer is in John chapter 17. Yeah, the Gospel of John chapter 17. Where he talks about that, some of those things. How we are one with God. Oh, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Are you in church? Yes, yeah, shall we please be upstanding wherever we are. We are just going to pray for five minutes. Today is a teaching service. Is it a teaching service? Yes, we're watching this conference. So it's more like a teaching service. So we will go into the sentiments maybe next week or one of the Wednesday meetings. Because when I start the topic, we never end. What do you guys think? We never end the topic. But you see, I just want you to cultivate the attitude of prayers. We have a lot of messages on prayers. A lot of messages. A lot of messages on prayers. A lot of messages. A lot of messages. You are praying. You are praying about the kingdom. Then somebody somewhere has a vision. And the Lord speaks to the person to bring you some money to pay your debt. You are praying about the kingdom. Yeah. Do you get what I'm talking about? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Whoever you are, just lift up your right hand. We are praying that the spirit of prayer will, will rest on us. The spirit of prayer. Wherever you are, just talk to the Lord. Ligada <laughs> Just lift up your voice wherever you are. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him for his word. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Mandala Bahasa. Mangoroshetelikataya. Balita Farakasata Balika Sotonofokosita Labahaya Balika Shataka Pahasa Masitele Kotosa Valako Sentele Kosata Mangoros Tolifarangos Ete Balate Sentes Kapala Katas Katapa Oh Lord
You are beautiful. Your face is all I see. Because your eyes are on the child. Your face Wherever you are, just lift up your voice, lift up your hands, wherever you are, wherever you are, just talk to the Lord, just begin to pray, pray that the spirit of prayer will come upon you. The spirit of prayer. I want to hear your voice. The spirit of prayer will come on you. From this day onward, I will be stirred by the Holy Ghost to pray. Malita Parakasata Balata Satakaha Borongo Satakapa Balite Kasondo Obolikataya Balate Koso Borongoso Leviti Safrato Kosoto Bale Koso Pondo Setea Makoroto Setekepa Bale Kosentis Kapa O Balataya Balataya, Balataya, Malaga Sataskapa, Balikapa Sata, Mangoro, 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 lift up your voice, Malagadosh, Balatasa, 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 Barato Kosati Kapa, Litapa Sete Kopara, Mate Koporo Tosita, Baladaba Santa Lamaha Baleko Sente Kepalakata Mangoro Sakapala Veleteko Sataka Balateke Sete Lego Sete Prakasa Maleteko Porodos Balateko Sodo Oh Baladaba Sata Borondo Santa Lava Balata Sataka Barongo Sete Makoro Soto, Bele de Bosata, Bale de Kosata, Bale Tosata. Lift up your voice. Thank you, Jesus. There is none like you. There is none like you, Lord. We worship you. Lift up your hands wherever you are. I bless you. In the name of Jesus. I bless you with the spirit of prayer. That the spirit of prayer will come upon your life. From this day onward. 
the spirit of prayer. Just receive it. Receive it. The spirit of prayer will come upon you from this day onward. You find yourself praying. You find yourself speaking in tongues. In the name of Jesus. Even in your sleep, you'll be praying. You are awake, you'll be praying. You set yourself on fire. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Shata Labaha. Bolongo Shata. Oh, Balaka Tasata. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Shata Baha. Baro Shata Hasa. Makasete Kapa. Oh, Valite Kose Prandostea. Oh, Liku Shafongo Sentelekaya. Makogo Shotokopo. Lete pele kotoso tu miye o nyanko oya tu miye o dega o tu miye o nyanko opondia tu
We have the couple in the house. I'm not hearing the glory. Are you excited? Are you excited? Yes, sir. Is that not powerful? So today, I would like I would like to invite them. Can you before they come? Can you give them a microphone so that? So I would like to invite them. Just the couple, and all those who came with you are are what? Jesus said, "Those who came before me are what?" So those who came with you are. They came to accompany you. Is that not true? Well, I'd like to invite Mr. and Mrs. Chibweze to the stage and all that. Once they come, shall we just give it up for them? So those who came with those who came with them can just wait. Amen. Come, come, don't worry. Just come for come. Oh, is it not glorious? Wow. Isn't it beautiful? beautiful. Sister Evelyn, you owe me a lot of money. Yeah, but road, road, you can just step well so that we can capture you. Amen. 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 Just give it up unto the Lord. It's a it's a time to celebrate when you see two people coming together, husband as husband and wife. It's a blessing. Yes, sir. The scripture says he made them male and female. Yes, sir. Then he blessed them. He didn't say male and male. He didn't say male and male. Yes, or female and female. And then he blessed them. Yes, Amen. Yes, yeah. Are they not looking glorious? Yes, so we give them the opportunity to, I know they are here to thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we give them the opportunity to thank the Lord. Whatever words they have, they say it to us. Amen. Amen. So with a with a shout of glory, if I don't hear a shout of glory and a clap offering, I'll let them talk till tomorrow morning. I don't see your excitement, so I have to see another excitement before I release them. Okay. Over to Mr. Purity and wife. Amen. Is this microphone working? All right. Uh, first of all, I want to thank God Almighty for this golden opportunity. Because to stand here before crowd is an opportunity. And to stand to this pulpit it's also an opportunity. I want to thank each and everyone yesterday. Like I'm saying, I want to thank God for yesterday event. Wow. The way everything happened successfully. Never expected it. But God did it. It's not the hand work of man. Before this place I want to acknowledge my pastor who have I have followed over my life, the wisdom behind my sex, my going and everything yeah. is coming from my pastor because yeah. I humbled myself before him. Yeah. I followed instruction, rebukes and a whole lot of things for me to be able to be a married man today. 
I want to give that glory to God and also to in fact I'm happy I'm I'm speechless I'm speechless so on behalf of my family we are here today to thank God Almighty for bringing us together Amen Amen Glory Mr. Evan, do you want to say something? Yes. You, you want, you want? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mr. Yes. So please talk to us too. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Evan has something small to tell us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. want to thank the almighty God yeah. for a successful program yesterday. <laughs> First of all, I would like to thank Papa and Mommy for praying for me till this time. Most of you know when I came to this church. If you could remember. It's not by my power, but <laughs> it's the Lord's doing. So, on behalf of my family and my friends, we want to say thank you for supporting us yesterday. Glory. Wow. 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 Um, shall we all please be upstanding? Can you please come forward? Let me pray for two of you. Let me bless you. Isn't that powerful? So wherever you are, the union has been solidified. Is that not true? Just stretch forth your hands on them. Stretch forth your hands on them. Let's get forth your hands and speak some words into the marriage, to the union, to their lives. Speak some words. Declare over their lives. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Shada Lakata. You are that same God. Kalaba Santalaba. Oh, you never change. Mashada Balagados. You are that same You are Jesus. You are that same God. You are that same God. You never change. You are that same In the name of the Lord Jesus Thank you for this union Thank you for Mr. and Mrs. Chiboise Thank you for bringing them together I pronounce blessings on their lives I pronounce blessings on this marriage In the name of Jesus May they be delivered from every kind of evil that every intention of the enemy never come to pass. 
in this marriage anyone watching for this marriage to fall or to fail may they watch in vain I declare over their lives and I speak in the name of the Lord Jesus no weapon fashioned against both of them will prevail every tongue every counsel that rises up against them shall not stand I bless them in the name of Jesus with preservation I bless them with fruitfulness I bless them in the name of Jesus with financial prosperity I bless them after this union none of you shall go down after this union none of you shall regret getting married I declare health in your body health in your bones may the spirit of God guide your steps in this union by the power of the spirit of God in Jesus name let the power of God rest on this union may there be happiness and joy may there be fulfillment may visions be realized may dreams come to pass may your dreams come to pass may your vision come to pass in the name of Jesus every plan every projection that you have set I release the power of God on you I release the power of God on you they all come to pass in Jesus name Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Glory. You have a building project. Project in Ghana. You have a building project in Nigeria. I pray for you. Are you are you done with the Nigerian one? Yeah. What about Nigeria? In the name of Jesus, you built for your family. Amen. No demons shall stop it. Amen. After this union, every power of the enemy against your projects, in the name of Jesus, especially the Nigerian one, I come against it. Every spirit of envy, in the name of Jesus, their words, their voice, their desires will not come to pass. May you be one. May there be love between you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shout glory. You complete the Nigerian one. Okay? You complete it. You are blessed. Your business will prosper. You have prayed for you for how many years now? But you are blessed. Amen. God bless you. Shall we just give it up as they go to take the decision? Hallelujah. We are taking offering, our offerings. And all those, those of you who came who accompanied them, may the Lord bless you. Receive it. May the Lord bless you. May all your functions and your purposes come to pass. All of you who accompanied them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every investment that you have deposited, every investment, you have the results. 
Evelyn and Mr. and Mrs. Chibuese, you guys should be praying, okay? The end, this is the ceremony. The real work is in the marriage, okay? And I know you've learned a lot of things during the counseling, but be praying. There are a lot of, what do we call it? Envy. So be praying, okay? Don't go and talk, 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 talk. Be praying. We are all praying with you, people, and you will see results. Amen. I prayed for you from concerning the project because I saw an Nigerian project that was that, that you started and you didn't finish. It looked like when you started, there was an attack and things started coming down. That's why I prayed for you. So whatever project you have there, you are praying that you fulfill it in Jesus' name to come to pass. Because you owe, I see that you owe your family a project. You have to bless them. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Your mother is here. Oh, where is, where is mama? Oh, wow. Mama, come and give me a handshake. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for supporting. Me, I'm a, I'm a, a second Nigerian. What do you guys think? Because all my spiritual fathers are Nigerians. A first Nigerian, a first Nigerian before Ghana. Mama, God bless you. And every plan you have, may God bring it to pass in Jesus' name. Every attack on your life is destroyed. Every attack on your children are destroyed. You shall go and see your grandchildren. May the blessings of the Lord will rest on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless all of you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we take our offerings? The guy in the right, come and let me just pray for you. Just simple. You, you, come let me pray for you. I'm not, today is not prophetic, so we have to close. What do you guys think? But let me pray for you. Father, I pray for, that you be his defense. And you protect him against all plans of the enemy. In the name of the Lord Jesus, no weapon formed against you will prosper or prevail. Every projection in your direction will not come near you. As I put these hands on you, let the Spirit of God rest on you in power and preserve your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever has gone down, may the Lord lift you up. Whatever is coming to a close, may the Lord open up the doors. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shout glory. glory. So we are taking our offerings quickly. And then we have next week, Sunday, is Christmas. How many of you know that? Yes, sir. Is it not Christmas? It, is. it looks like the Christmas the Christmas yes run. And that's your birthday. Wow, you are blessed. You are blessed. Take good care of yourselves. Okay? We pray. Amen. Can we take our, our seats quickly? Don't Thank you, Jesus. Who is giving us here? You can, you can come here, don't worry. So from the back, as our custom is, from the back, we bring our offerings. You can give us a powerful dance. Amen. Okay. Don't 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 Yet I was your 
Tufunya kopo Tufunya kopo Yeti wa yelima Wapepe swa unyedetui Yeda wasio Yeni nabumuda wasio Yeda wasio Yeah, Hallelujah. Shall we all please be outstanding? And whilst we bless the offering, Brother Dochi and wife, please come. Let me pray for you guys. Last week I was looking for you here. But I said you couldn't come. Amen. Let me pray for you. Come, come here. Oh, Father, we thank you. Just hold hands. Father, we thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your lives. We bless your name. Your word is in all things we should give thanks. We declare over their lives from today that they shall not cast their young. In the name of Jesus, we put an end to such an incident from today. In Jesus' name. And as their heart desire is, give them another one. According to their heart desire, give them another child. In the name of the Lord Jesus. From today, I decree over your life. And I put an end to such happenings. In the name of Jesus, receive another child. Receive another child. In Jesus' name. We destroy the works of darkness and wicked spirits in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mommy, I hope you are strong now. You are strong now. Today is your first time coming here. May the Lord bless you with a new child. How many children do you have already? Two boys, girls, a boy and girl. A boy and girl. So the one that you lost was a girl. Oh. The Lord bless you with another girl. God bless you, another girl. In the name of Jesus Christ. As you have entered this church, now you are a member. May the Spirit of God guide your steps and give you another girl. And this girl will stay in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory. Congratulations. Congratulations. So it's good to have you around, mommy. To have you around. May the Lord bless you. May He open financial doors for you. May He establish you. I bless your hands with prosperity in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory. Glory. You can please take your seats. Can we give it up as a seat? Amen. May all our new converts be preserved. So the announcement that we have before we share the benediction, next week Sunday is 25th. Amen. Amen. 
What testimony is there? Is there any testimony to be shared? 25th, amen. And it's a special day. How many of 25th is special? So Sunday we have our service here. And it's a very special service. We'll be laying hands on the sick. We'll be healing the sick. An instruction on the 25th so that our joy will be full. Amen. Amen. So you can't go after Christmas and still be sick. Do you want to go after Christmas and still be sick? No. So Sunday, God will is a special program. We'll be talking about Jesus Christ. And he'll be doing what he has to do through us. What do you guys think? Okay, so that's the announcement. On the 26th, we have a very special campaign. On the 26th, we have a special campaign which we'll be having around the area. It's a crusade. And it's a powerful crusade. Amen. Amen. We are reaching out to the lost on the Christmas day, 26th. And then on the 31st, we have our service. It's an award service. We give awards on the 31st. And we also have on the 1st, it's a special... First is for holy eating. What do you guys think? Yes. Yeah, so on the first, we have our buffet. We have a lot of things on the first. And it's a whole lot of things. We are going to be having a whole lot of things. Hallelujah. It's a buffet. It's a partnership. Partners appreciation. We'll be appreciating all our partners who have been doing well. And we have other performances and movies and all of that on the, 20, on the first. And because the 31st is on the Saturday, the New Year Eve service is on the Saturday. So on the 1st, and take notice of this announcement, on the 1st, we have our service in the evening. On the 31st, the New Year Eve service, we will have it in the evening too. And we will close around 2 o'clock most of the time. That's what we do because of the awards and other things that we do. And then on the 1st is Sunday. So instead of us having a service in the morning, if we say you should go and come back, but I'm what do you think will happen? You'll be asleep whilst you are here. So you go and rest, and in the evening, because in the evening, it's a power-packed program, we have our kids who are going to be performing here. They'll be doing drama, they'll be reciting things. We have some of us who will be doing a lot of things. There will be movies, they'll be eating. We are just eating first. We are eating. We are eating. We are making merry. That's all that we are doing on the first. So, please make sure we are, we, all of these things are on our pages. So make sure that you don't exempt yourselves from these meetings. Amen. Amen. God bless us all. Shall we please be upstanding? On Wednesday, all leaders are continuing our, 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 what? our meeting. We, have a meeting. we had a meeting last week and we continue on Wednesday. Powerful meeting. And I know that you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. Every Friday we have 90 minutes with the Holy Spirit where we lead God's people in prayers. Hallelujah. Every Friday online. So you can also join 90 minutes with the Holy Spirit. The Lord will bless you. Is there any announcement I didn't make now? Oh, if today is your first time, today is your first time, or you are here, you are not born again. You've come to church, but you are not born again. If you are not born again, you have no relationship with the Lord Jesus. The greatest relationship a man can have is a relationship with the Lord Jesus. Because heaven and earth shall pass away. Whatsoever you achieve shall pass away. The only thing that remains is your relationship with the Lord Jesus. 
So maybe you are here, you are not born again. Or you don't understand why you should be identified with the Lord Jesus. It's important that each one of us become identified with the Lord Jesus. He is Lord of all. He is the only one who can forgive sins. He is the only one who can make man right. Without him, you cannot have the righteousness of God. And the scriptures, there is a way that seemeth right unto men. But the end is a way of destruction. It's a way that seemeth right. So maybe you are not born again. Or if not confess the lordship of Jesus. Or you are here. But you know that if today you should sleep and you do not wake up. Even you, you are not sure where you are going. We are very sure of where we are going. We are sure of our existence here. If you see me talk, I talk with all boldness. Because I don't scare, I'm not scared of anyone. Because I know who I've, in whom I have believed. And we are also not scared of where we are going to when we live here. Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. Maybe you want to have this real experience of Jesus. If you are not born again, just say this after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart that you died for me and that you were raised back to life. From today, I make you the Lord of my life. Come and stay in me. Live in me. And make me a part of your family. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shout glory. Hallelujah. If you have just done that, please you can give us a wave. If you are not born again, you will be born again today. So that we can all acknowledge and appreciate what the Lord has done in your life. It's very important. It's very important. Shout hallelujah. I pray for all of you in the name of Jesus. That you'll be preserved. I pray for all of you that you'll be blessed. Your going out and your coming in will be blessed. I pray that the grace of God, I speak and I pronounce these blessings. The grace of God will rest on you. The love of God will rest on you. I speak that be fruitful. Multiply. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Experience the fatness of the earth. May your life be preserved. Be secured in the Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory. So on this note, we bring our meeting to an end. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so. What are you talking about? Oh, December is a special day, a special month. What do you guys think? And Pastor Fry is drawing my attention to the fact that December is very special. Because my very beautiful wife has her birthday in December. On the 27th of December, the whole kingdom of darkness will be shaken. Is that not true? Oh, but last week I enjoyed the 90 minutes. I like it when we pray like that. You see the fire. When you, if you can see, you see the fire going like that. It's going to nations. Amen.
So 27th is special. For those of you who don't know, 27th is very special. It's a national, it's what? It's a, glo- a global holiday for WCN. It's a day to win souls. Yeah, so 27th is a birthday and it looks like the way Pastor Fair is doing, maybe he's cooking something that we don't know about. And later you'll find out. We are fasting, eh? <laughs> this is your fasting. You have to inject us before. When he gives us injection, we will do the fasting. And on the in the month of January, we are going to be fasting and praying. In fact, we'll be meeting every day and be praying. There is a need for a move into nations. And we'll be doing that. Shout hallelujah. May I live on fasting. So when I say we are fasting, it's not even up to today. I have not fasted. I have not eaten. I'm just there. I live on the life of the spirit. Not on uh, malt and drink. What do you guys think? So it's very important. And on the 28th, because there's a wedding here on the 28th, it's our nine years anniversary. Uh, I married very young. Married early. Married when I was 27. No No table. I just married by faith. Yes, what do you guys think? No. You marry by faith. That's a man of God's word. So we have our nine, nine year, years anniversary on the 28th also. Is that not powerful? Yeah, and the Lord has blessed our lives. He did not put us to shame. And God will not put you to shame also. And those of you here who are expecting you want to get married... I don't know how it will happen. But Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a man who put a seed in the soil and did not know how. But it came up. Every person you are going to marry, every genuine person, don't marry somebody who will be slapping you left and right. Genuine person. Today we are not talking about relationship. Is that not true? So once we are here and celebrating this marriage, a year by this time we'll be celebrating yours also. Some of you, two years by this time, will be celebrating yours. Amen. May you marry the right person Amen. at the right time. Amen. May you meet the right partner. Amen. And may, may he desire to marry you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Every kind of disappointments are destroyed. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Shall we all share the grace together? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, fellowship of the Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Glory. So we have closed. Amen. If you are part of the foundation school, please do well to wait behind. In December, we will be having, we are in December, right? We will be having a special what, baptism in water and also a foundation school graduation. Maybe somewhere 31st. So if you are part of the foundation school, you have to graduate. Don't just have to be part because there's a graduation for you. Amen. It's a graduation for you. So make sure you stay behind. Your teachers will take you through certain things a little bit and then you go home. Every Sunday. All of these Sundays, we are in church. You will come on the field on the 26th. You will come out fully. 26th, 28th, 30th. We have a campaign. Amen. Amen. So God bless you all and see you again next week or on Wednesday. For those of you who are part of the Wednesday, the leaders meeting. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Shout hallelujah.
Yeah. Oh, we have a very special gift for you, eh? Yeah.